ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hello and welcome to the Red Men TV. The deep dive is back, and today we will be talking about Dominic Sobislay. Um, do you know anything about him, Josh? Yeah, of course I do. You yeah. do. Uh, do you know any other pronunciations of his name? <laughs> You're going to put me in a lie, yeah. Well, for the listeners who don't know, I for some reason I was told, I don't know who it was by, it was a couple of years back, that you pronounce it Dominic Zubarsley. Zubarsley. Which does sound amazing, to be fair, doesn't it? It does sound amazing, and I would like you to continue <laughs> using that pronunciation forever, uh, and especially if Liverpool sign him, I think it would be brilliant. So Dominic Zubarsley. Well, that's not going to happen. Because you're going to clip some of this and it's going to go on Twitter <laughs> and I'm going to look like a fool. So that's not happening. So, we're, yeah, okay. So, Dominic. if we can clip the part that you said <laughs> out that said someone told me and we can just use it's pronounced <laughs> Zubazi. Now, the problem I've got here, Josh, is that Joe knows me better than you and Joe's likely to use me saying it and not you saying it. Right. Listen, if you if you put out there me saying it wrong, I'll just this will be the end of the deep dive. I won't come back. Oh wow! I'm there already. I won't that. Just putting that out there. Like, seriously? Seriously? Yeah, I've got to be known to know my stuff, mate. If I can't even pronounce the lad's name, but, but why am I even here? Well, it's true. Like, have you got any pronunciations <laughs> of Robin Koch that you'd like to share with us? <laughs> no, no. Let's leave that one there. Then. All right, sounds sounds sounds. Okay, it's been a while since we've done a deep dive, actually. Yeah, Looking forward to this one, mate. Um, so Dominic's obviously. Um, I pronounce his name in in a, in a few different ways, but who is he and what do you know about him? Well, he's a good player for the kickoff. Um, he was actually part of the the deep dive that I did with Steve when we looked at eight for the for the summer. He was one of the names that we that we tipped because he just kind of fits the profile, and that we will get to that. But as a player that Liverpool are linked with, so far, apart from obviously McAllister, he's the lad who. I'm probably most encouraged by. I think, you know, we've obviously got linked with Kone and Churam, Matthias Nunes, Gravenberg and all this. Um, but Sobosley, I think, is, is, is the, the most fitting link for me and the most encouraging link in terms of Liverpool. OK, we know, what we know what we're doing type of thing. So why do you say that, Josh? Is it, you know, is it his size? Is it stats? Is it the fact that when you've watched him, you think he's going to be a really great fit? And I suppose if we if we want to look at the tactics board for a second before we get into into it too much, I've set us up in the in the box midfield shape, Josh. And obviously we've been linked with Kefran Chura and Manu Kone, who's, who's actually I think picked up a bit of an injury in the unders and went went off injured uh, and left the ground on crutches. So I don't know where we are with that at the moment. Chura yeah. looks to be the the, the most heavily favoured, of course. But is it as simple as this is the position you're looking at. Yeah, it is. Um, for the f- he's been in the Bundesliga for two seasons now in Germany, and um, his first season he spent predominantly kind of like on the left. This season he's moved over to the right, and under Marco Rose, who's in charge now, Leipzig used kind of like a, a four-two-two-two. 
He's like a wide right 10, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. Which is, it's not the same system Liverpool have been using with this three box five thing, uh, three box three system. Um, but it's it's very similar demands in terms of that role Liverpool have been using with Henderson and Elliot predominantly playing there. That's pretty much what Sobosla has been doing for, for Leipzig um, for most of the season. So it's a perfect fit in that sense. And w- w- when the news was initially released, obviously it came from Ornstein um, at the Athletic. He obviously wrote, like, you know, it'll be a difficult deal to do and things like that. But one of the things he said was, um, he is the, it'd be a difficult deal to do, but he is the desired profile. And that's the key language for me. Um, because some of the links Liverpool have had this summer, with this shape, certainly, I, I've, I've been a bit like, where's the fit there, though? Like, where would Coney fit in that, for example, if, if Fabinho's fit? Uh, even Churan, to be honest. You know, I'd, it would probably be there with Churan, but then you've got McAllister there, you've got Jones there. So it, it's a bit of a puzzle, almost. Mm-hmm. But with, with Sobos, like, as soon as the link came out, I, I was straight away like, yeah, they sound. We need, we need a player for there anyway, in my opinion. That's arguably the weakest of the 11 that we've got because it's just Henderson and Elliot for that role. So that's kind of why I'm most encouraged by it. But then you mentioned like his numbers and his qualities as a player and all that, his age and things. It's the full package that, to me, suggests he's a, a really good fit for us. Yeah, I must admit, like, I mean, one of the things that interests me most about about him playing this position, I suppose, and I can't confess to have watched a lot of him. I've watched a lot of him over the last two days, don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but, all you need, mate. Well, it's all, all you need, yeah, yeah. YouTube scout, of course. But... What I like about his profile and his abilities and stuff like that, and I'm sort of thinking a little bit ahead of, of myself here probably, Josh, mm. but my concern around Liverpool right now is I think that Darwin Nunes is the best fit for this position yeah, based on maybe Diaz and Salah. But I think his numbers, Salah, are going to come down if that's the case. I think if you play Gakpo here, you want someone who's naturally going to vacate that space and maybe allow Salah to get more into the box. And yeah. He's going to get his goals anyway. And then Sobosly into a position where he's very comfortable in that sort of Rose 4-2-2-2 formation. And that as a movement seems to just work for me. Yeah. And now I understand why Gapo's there, because I think if we play two advanced 10s and one's not Sobosly, one's Harvey Elliott, he doesn't really like to go around the right-hand side because he's left-footed. You've got McAllister there and Gapo comes back. It feels very crowded to me. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I, I think with Sobosly, he'd vacate that space and everything would just flow a little better. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And one of the things with Sobosly, he reminds me a bit of of a Gakpo, to be honest, in terms of his profile, because Gakpo can obviously we got him from PSV when he thrived over here. Um, he has played there for Liverpool as well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's predominantly played as a nine, kind of like in the mould of Bobby. Um, so Gakpo is obviously one of the most versatile players going. To be honest, by the looks of it, Sobosly is similar in terms of like played last season as a right-sided advanced number eight. Um, he's also played as part of a front three because they used three four three a little bit Leipzig and Sobosly was playing over here where Salah would play. He's not left footed, but I suppose he can do it to a, to a decent level. And then his first season, as you say, in the Bundesliga, it's over on that side. So I think similar to Gakpo and similar to McAllister as well, he would come in as like a player who he doesn't nail you down to any specific approach, any specific shape. He's just kind of like a product of whatever you want him to be, almost really versatile. And I think that's a nice thing considering at the minute 
we just there's so many unanswered questions, isn't there? Yeah. With Liverpool, when it comes to like what Trent's going to become, is Gakpo the nine? Is Nunes the nine? You know, there's loads of different unanswered questions. So getting in a player who's so versatile and he's not going to struggle regardless of where he's playing is a is a is a nice thing for Liverpool. So. Yeah, I think it, I think the other thing is as well. Obviously, you mentioned he's played out on this right hand side and he's comfortable over there. Well, we're going to lose Salah for probably circa five games for the African Cup of Nations at some point. And I, I, I listen. Diaz can play there. Jota can play there. I don't really think they're very good there. If I'm being frank, mm. they've never really impressed me. Ox never impressed me out there. Harvey Elliott hasn't really impressed me on that right hand side. Firmino never impressed me on that right hand side. So I do feel like at some point you are going to have to think about a player of that right hand side, and you just never know, do you? Whether it could just be him if we were to buy him and put him in that right hand side for a few weeks to see to see where we go. But I am excited by the prospect of this one. But like, what are the sort of stats that are backing this sort of move up? I suppose from Liverpool's point of view. Well, there's a, there's a few things where he, he he looks really good. When I touched on this kind of role the other week with Steve, I was you know he asked me to come up with like a bit of a criteria, and that one of them was. I think these two players just have to be really, just have to be constant passing options. They have to be open all the time. They have to be comfortable receiving the ball in confined spaces, usually with players behind them and stuff like that. And so it's like looking at the numbers, just looks like the kind of player who, who does do that, does offer that to his teammates. So for a bit of perspective on that, despite where he's playing, you know, high up in the final third and that, Joshua Kimmich was the only player who received more open play passes in the opposition half in the Bundesliga that season. Mm-hmm. Um, and his, his I think it was about 31 open play passes received per 90. That was more than any other player at Leipzig. So he's offering an option there to his teammates a lot. Um, in the final third? In the final third, yeah. The opposition half, I should say. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you check like his FB ref page and that, he makes a lot of passes, just general getting on the ball a lot compared to the average offensive midfielder, the average winger. Mm-hmm. So he, he's comfortable being kind of like that link man in the final third. And just as like a side note as well, I like the idea of that considering we, we've potentially we're potentially undergoing a change here where we've lost Bobby, who's the ultimate connecting player, and we're replacing him with a player who for me is kind of the opposite in, in Nunes. But you can kind of suffer that blow and absorb it if the two lads that you're putting there behind Nunes potentially just never lose the ball mm. and, and constantly link the play. And McAllister's definitely one of them. And Soboslai looks similar in terms of just receiving the ball all the time, really neat and tidy and stuff in the final third. Um, and his defensive numbers look decent as well. So he posted 39 high turnovers in the Bundesliga that last season. That was more than any other Leipzig player. And it was the sixth highest in the Bundesliga. So he, he looks naturally inclined to pl- press and I think that could stem from the the whole Red Bull. Yeah, it's education. what they do from the Salzburg. Obviously, you yeah. played at Salzburg and Leipzig. It's what it's what they do, isn't it? Yeah, and obviously we got Canati from there. Mane originated from Salzburg and then went to yeah, Southampton. Minamino, yeah, Naby. Um, we got linked with Timo Werner at one point, didn't we? So these are all players we've kind of got it ingrained into them. And Sobosla has only ever played in under the Red Bull umbrella. So mm. he, he's he's absolutely nailed. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a perfect product of Klopp's game almost. Um, lots of similarities there. So, Well, in terms of creative numbers, have we got anything on him? Yeah, well, his, his creative numbers look good as well. He looks really creative in open play, even though he can 
he, he does take a lot of set pieces for set them. pieces look wow by the way they're, yeah they're I've seen amazing, a few of his free kicks wow like it's the free kicks from sort of this area of the field here where you're crossing it in and I've watched about four or five goals from those positions his set pieces from corners look absolutely brilliant as well now obviously when you're seeing his goals and assist videos you're not seeing the misses of course yeah. you're only seeing yeah. the good ones but like his delivery it looks like he can, he can hit a ball in so many different ways you know where, you know, two seasons ago I was watching him whip the ball and with the outside of his boot from the left hand side fairly often I've seen him finish with goals with the outside of his boot mm. he seems to be comfortable no matter where on the pitch he is now he's not he didn't come across like a two-footed player but he looked very comfortable being at either side of the goal and using that right boot. Yeah, he looks to me like he does lean on his right quite a bit, actually. But um, the whole set-piece thing, it's a nice quality to have, but that's where you kind of have to delve a little bit deeper with your analysis and stuff and, and determine that like if he doesn't take set-pieces for Liverpool, which he he's not guaranteed to, is he? Because he's got Trent and, and Robbo and stuff. So if he doesn't take them, will he still produce similar creative numbers? And, that's it's, where the uh, open play stuff comes in. Exactly, yeah. So he looks good in open play, but generally in terms of like shot-creating actions, we call it, don't we, uh, per 90. Um, in the Bundesliga last season, based on his numbers, if he posted those same numbers in the Premier League, he would have ranked third behind only Kevin De Bruyne and Bruno mm -hmm. Fernandes, um, which obviously both well. I mean, two of the most creative players in the league. and. Um, that, I think it ranked him just above Mahrez, who, to be fair to him, doesn't take many set pieces for City. Um, I think Trent might have been up there and, and James Madison, the most creative player in the league. So it looks like we're adding just a perfect player for that role, to be honest, mate. I mean, Henderson's played it for the past couple of months and he's done a job. But he, for me, Henderson's a functional player. He's not a technician. He's not like a final third player. This is an attacking bank of five. You don't want Henderson in that for me. So it's just a lot more of a fit, I think, tactically. And do you think there's a there's an emphasis on on the players that we've been linked with these tall, strong fellas? Because I mean, he doesn't look particularly fast, but he is fast. I yeah. think that's definitely something that I've noticed. He's six foot one, isn't he? So he's got a bit of a frame on him as well. Mm. He's how old is he? Twenty two years 22 old. Twenty two years, yeah. So he's of a good age as well for seeing the best years of his career at Liverpool. It does feel like there's a plan this summer now, doesn't it? When you see this, because I was like you, Josh. When I'm seeing no one linked to this position or who I feel is playing that position, I'm a bit like, what's the plan here? Exactly, yeah. Why are we just going for left-sided fellas yeah, again? Same. We did that last year with the left-sided forwards. I never really understood the Gakpo thing mm. until we saw Gakpo in the nine, and then it made perfect sense. Whereas this time it feels like, well, there's a big gaping hole and we're being linked with a lad who can fill the gaping hole. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, previous seasons... I didn't overly think into it too much because we were just so good at recruitment for a period. Um, but it just kind of... When Edwards le left and we get in Nunes and Carvalho, mm. neither of whom are natural tactical fits for what we were doing, that was just a bit of a red flag for me as if, like, you know, without Edwards in the building and now Ward's left as well and Ian Graham and people like this, I was just, I'm just, I've just been a bit almost... We well, question them, don't you? A, bit a little, more. yeah, a little bit more, yeah, a little bit on my toes. With like, if someone does get linked, my first thought has been, where's the fit? And with with a Kone, for example, I keep using them, but I, I don't know where he would fit in this. If this is what we're going to be doing for the next season or whatever, I don't know where he would fit in that. Whereas Soboslai is is just a natural fit there, and without that link there, I've been thinking like, well, you've got Henderson, you've got Elliot, you've potentially got Trent. Who can do it? I mean, he was doing similar spaces for England recently, weren't he? Um, so it, it's nice to see 
a link emerge that even though it's been like played down a little bit as in like it'll be a difficult deal to do and stuff, it's definitely the right fit for what we're after. So I haven't got any, any complaints with it. What, what about your understanding of the deal? Obviously, you know, Ornstein had, had mentioned there's a release clause that expires in a couple of days' time. Mm. Um, but I think, you know, we're hearing rumblings that Newcastle are in for him as well. Um, heard rumblings that his agent's been in both Liverpool and Newcastle over the last few days and stuff. Do you think this is a deal that Liverpool can get done? Well, the release clause thing is interesting because this is getting talked about a lot on like Twitter and stuff like that. But I, I don't only know if it matters much in this case because obviously the release clause currently is pretty high at 70 million euros, about 60 million pounds. You'd probably take that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Whether there's a release clause or not. If that... I mean, A, if we want to bid lower than that, we can. There's nothing stopping us from doing it. And B, if that runs out, that then just means you can bid anything for them and you can, you know, get, get them for less or possibly... You can get them for less now if they accept it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So they just I, don't have to accept it. Yeah, I don't think the release clause thing is that much of a, a thing. Um, Am I right in saying that the release clause is still valid after the 30th of June, but it then becomes a January release clause? I don't know, I haven't seen that. I, I read that, and I don't I know whether there's any truth in that, but I read that. It's, it's yeah. basically, if you want to get them out this summer, it has to be done by the 30th of June. Post the 30th of June, if you give, if you hit the release clause, it just becomes a January signing, unless oh, you can yeah. negotiate coming out. Yeah, okay. Well, it would make sense from Leipzig's perspective to get that. Because they, of... they always keep release clauses in. It's yeah. something that they're known for, because they get, the, they get value out of their players by using those release clauses. Yeah. And it's also, I think, what makes them a good club. In general, in terms of how they're running their sort of little Bundesliga ecosystem, is that you go to Leipzig because you know you can get a move to a big club yeah. from it. If they stop letting people go to big clubs from yeah, Leipzig, exactly. no one goes there in the first instance. It's a money making machine at the moment that is fulfilling its own prophecy. It's a terrible word, but you know <laughs> what I mean by yeah. just allowing these players. They use them, they stay good, they keep the next lad in. They make fifty million quid off him. They bring the next lads up, and they just carry on going like that. Yeah, well, that's that's what Brighton done with, with McAllister. You know, it's similar. That's how they get McAllister in the first place by saying, "If a big club comes in for you, we will not hold on to you." And the downside of a of a release clause like that is the thing with release clauses is you you pretty much have to pay it lump sum for it to actually be activated properly, like all official above board. Um, obviously, Liverpool are not going to pay sixty million lump sum like that. No. So any negotiation that's happening. I think it's it's definitely worth exploring, and I think if you get him for around that, it's you a... could use Klarner in this instance. <laughs> I see, did you see that actually on Twitter? Yeah? Oh, pretty well, isn't it? But I think he tweeted John Edwards, <laughs> Klarner. <laughs> oh, that's some of the stuff on it. Chesley payments, just brilliant. <laughs> it doesn't look good for it, does it? <laughs> Makes you look so skint. But um, I think if you if you used to get him for like sixty, which sounds like a lot, you got McAllister for thirty-five. Yeah. So it does kind of bridge the gap a little bit, and you're getting both for like forty five each or something. So it makes sense. He's got he's got another three years on his contract. So I understand why it would be a tricky deal to do and stuff like that. But we tried to get Bellingham reportedly. We tried to get Mount too many. These are all super expensive players. We only spent thirty five on McAllister. We should have enough in reserve to be able to to get this lad. But which remains to be seen, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I want, one of the other things I want to talk about with him then is from watching him, obviously you compared him to Bruno Fernandes and, and Kevin De Bruyne in the numbers, mm. but the eye test, what are you saying? Yeah, he, uh, to be honest, I was thinking of a player that he reminds me of and I, I couldn't come up with anybody. Um, he, he is 
really technical um, in the final third, despite being quite quite big in that. And he's got a shot on him as well. He's got like a, he, his ability to strike the ball cleanly is really you can you can see that clearly. The only thing with that, he does shoot from outside the box a lot. Uh, in the past two seasons, he's had sixty two shots from outside the box. That's in two seasons, and he scored three goals and two of them were free kicks. Mm. So in terms of I mean, the, the one goal he did score, if it wasn't the Bundesliga, I have seen it. And it was a, have, you, have you seen it? The 30-yarder where it just clips the top of the bar. Yeah, it's just perfect, isn't That's it? Beautiful. It's a great it strike. It is an actual like, thing of beauty. Now, the thing with that, I suppose, is Liverpool, I think, always don't mind signing those players and then just selling them. Kirby and enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we will wait until we're in a good area of the field for us to take our shot. So I don't have a concern about that. Personally, I think that's down to the coaching staff to go, what you did there is not going to happen here. Yeah, but I mean, we, we, you've got to also give them the freedom to be able to do it, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that was one of the skills attached to Gakpo's game. Apparently, when he first came in, he he, he can strike a ball, he can let fly from distance. He's done a little bit less at Anfield, um, but again, it's not. It's another similarity between the two. To be honest, it's like it's a bit like having a Gakpo for over here mm. rather than obviously he wants the left, doesn't he? So it's it's a nice tactical fit, really, isn't it? Can I ask you then, Josh? We set up in the same formation. Mm. Who is your front five if we sign him? Salah, Sobuslai, Nunes, McAllister, Diaz. So no Gakpo. Oh, just knocked that off, is that okay? It was a mic drop. It was a mic drop after him saying that, you know, no Gakpo. Incredible what's timing. It, what's it, happen? I didn't... It, it's just... Sticky, you know. it? Just for you, I asked the question. It was easy for me. What would you go? I go Gakpo. Where? What's up? We'll make some Gakpo. In place of Nunes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was a good catch. That was written at me, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? I think. To I an think I'd go Gakpo. To an extent, for me, it depends who we're playing against, you know. Because I think Gakpo's far better than Nunes defensively. Oh, get the splinters out your ass. Come on. You, 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 you <laughs> no, it matters me. It's horses of courses. Gakpo is far better than Nunes defensively. That is unquestioned. So, if that's if we're playing against Manchester City, Gakpo. But, I mean, first game of the season, it's tricky to be fair because it's Chelsea, isn't it? I don't know, mate. I'm on the fence. Uh, yeah, I know. Splinters are fully <laughs> in your ass. I, I'd prefer Gakpo, but that's only because I think the second half of the season from Nunes was nowhere near good enough. Hmm. Um, but uh, how much of that was his fault, though? Well, Do you get what I mean? Fit, fit wise. You're playing out here. It's true. But Gakpo came in with not 15 goals in the first half of the season and displaced him. Mm. That's a concern if you're Nunes. Yeah, yeah, definitely a concern, yeah. Um, so for me, I think the long-term future of Darwin Nunes is if he doesn't get into this side next season, he's he's probably going to move on. I just can't see that we'll have him around if he can't displace Gakpo. But first game of the season, I would start Gakpo. See, in my it's tricky now. If in my head, if I picture the best version of Nunes, yeah, it's it's higher than Gakpo. Which is fine. Nunes I understand is, that. Yeah. So, and we paid eighty five million for him. I'd agree with so, that. So, I just feel like the responsibility to get the most from is is proper there. I think in the coming season, um, I, I agree with you. I think his ceiling as a goal scorer is much higher. I just don't know whether the teams. And the thing is, well, ceiling is higher with Gakpo. Gakpo can play any of them three. I think, 
slightly less so that, but he can get in the team in other ways. Whereas Nunes, for me, has to play there. And seeing him picking up the ball here for the rest of the, for the first season that he's played and, and trying to face up opponents here and beat them through craft when he the best he's got is just knocking the ball and run. And he can do that because he's rapid, but he, for me, he needs to be accommodated like Liverpool's Haaland. Yeah. And this is the shape Pep used to accommodate Haaland. Everything's there for... I mean, one of the things I've thought about with Soboslai and McAllister and even Jones, all three of those, despite being like advanced midfielders, they just never lose the ball, any mm. of them. Um, really make the ball stick and give you lots of control up here, high up the pitch. And that control can almost be like a yin-yang thing with the chaos that Nunes brings. You need real control if you're going to accommodate his just anarchy, almost. Yeah. I think the important thing for Nunes is that he's learned English and that he understands the system, because I think back end of the season he didn't understand the system. Has he learned English now, has he? I don't know. That's I a big thing. The important like... thing is he learns yeah. English, you know. Yeah. So they, if, he can't, if he hasn't done that, Klopp will be absolutely raging. Yeah. Like, you've had yeah, a yeah. full year, right? You needed to have sort sorted this out. I, did, what... I, I, I agree with every one of your points, by the way. I just think I'd prefer Gakpo. Yeah. It's I, not, I, wouldn't, it's, I wouldn't. But I, I'm very much higher on Nunes than probably most people in this office in terms of where he can be. And I completely agree with you. He absolutely should be playing the number nine and not on the left-hand side. Yeah. But Gakpo's special as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Gakpo starting there. I probably would expect that to happen. I just think... I would hope that Nunes has enough of a pre-season and enough of a bit of like a transformation or whatever. Klopp gets a full pre-season with him to bed him in. Hopefully he can speak the language a bit better. Mm. The amount that he cost. I would hope that enough happens between now and the first game for him to be deserving of starting there. And maybe Gakpo plays somewhere else, I don't know. We've got options. Yeah, it's definitely okay, a thing. Well, last sort of little section, I suppose. And we've obviously spoken about Sobersley, um and where he would fit in. Now, if he was to be Liverpool's second signing, for, for argument's sake, this might not happen. Of course, we're just mm. moving the con uh, the, the, the conversation forwards. Where's next? Where's that third position? Um, to strengthen. Probably a left-footed centre back. I think is what we is what I would like, but then a lot of that depends on Matt probably doesn't it? But I just think the way in which we played last season with this, the the Robbo thing worked a bit, and he did he, he coped and stuff like that. But so often Canazzi was just breaking his leg, wasn't he covering ground and that? So it, if we got a left sided centre back that was actually a centre half, like someone like uh, Ignacio. Inacio for, for sporting or someone like that. I mean, Villa have just recently got Pau Torres, actually, which is an interesting one. He's left-footed. There's not many left-footers about, um, which is why we're probably stalling on that. But I think we probably need a centre. I think we, if we get Soboslay in, the midfield rebuild is like... I don't, I don't know if it's done. Would it be done in your eyes? don't know. I, I, probably not done, but I think in terms of this transfer window and the money that we probably have to spend to get a boss centre-half in, plus those two midfielders, Liverpool might be done. Yeah. I don't think the rebuild's done. I mean, we need, we need a right back as well, don't we? We need someone to back up Salah as well, but that might be Sobis, right? <laughs> yeah. um, I think, you know, in terms of what Liverpool are realistically going to achieve, three big signings is what I said at the start of the summer. Mm. And I, I could see a young kid coming in or, or, or something like that. I still think we need someone for there. I still think we need someone for there long term, um, to be honest with you. 
we do need yeah, a right back though, to be honest. I've, I've, I've right just overlooked back. that a little bit. I mean, we've, we've lost right Milner. We need a backup to Salah. I mean, there there are still holes in the squad. It's just what can you achieve? And I suppose the other thing is, if Liverpool were to sign Kevin Turam, which is still highly likely, mm. you know, and Liverpool were to sign um, Dominic Soberslay, that's our quota of eighteen non-UK players filled. Yeah, and that's the twenty-five man squad filled. Yeah, so. They'd have to be English because you see a Levi Colwell coming in or something like that. Yeah, I've 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 been in favour of Colwell. Like I think that I'd make that happen if I could. But whether Chelsea do seem reluctant to lose him, and rightly so, to be honest, they I mean, don't seem to need the money anymore because they've backdoored FFP. Yeah, I mean they've uh, they sold Havertz, haven't they, for first sixty-five million? They got rid of Kovacic for about thirty, thirty-five or something like that. Mount is probably going to go for about sixty plus. So they will probably get that under wraps enough to keep hold of Colwell, I assume. Um, but yeah, the, I, th- I don't think I can't see a sign of forward. I can't see that happening in the million years. No, left forward. F- for me, Sobuslai is a is a midfielder, not a forward. Yeah. For me, um, so it's it's either the centre half thing slash left footed left back type thing, or a right back is probably the next on the agenda. But a lot of that is determined by whether Trent keeps doing the inverted stuff, whether he becomes a midfield option. It's just. Keep saying it, don't we? Every time it's up in the air. Isn't it? it is until the season starts, and we know what Jurgen's plans is. And you know, we might not even see them in pre-season. I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll play around with a few different formations, but we know that it's all about fitness and pre-season. So yeah, I think we've uh, about wrapped up our, our deep dive on Dominic Sobberslay. Uh, no Redmen Plus show this week. It's just a YouTube show. Um, if you want to check out the brilliant Bobby Firmino documentary in full and glorious high definition. Uh, then you can do on redmenplus.com thank you so much for watching thank you Josh for coming in for joining me for this one and we'll see you all next time Hold ACAST powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that we recommend hi I'm Una Chaplin and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.